Welcome to my very first episode, season one, episode one, to My Secrets to Stamina. I'm Cindy Novotny, and my goal in life has always been to become the best I could be, to help others do the same. I created my own definition of the word passion, absolutely. I will tell you that I've been saying this a long time, although other people have taken it and ran with it, but that's okay. It is a combination of love and anger. And if you really love something, it should royally tick you off when it does not go right. Therefore, professional success, success in marriage, raising my daughter, helping my family, and giving more than I could ever hope to get back is a result of my passion. No kidding. I mean, seriously, I am a take-no-prisoner friend, I'm a kick-ass mentor, and I've been helping people all over the world get what they want out of life, both personally and professionally. I am the real deal. I do not pretend that just positive thinking, climbing a ropes course, walking on hot coals is going to actually get you the success you need. I believe that hard work, straight talk, focus, and commitment to get where you want to get in life is done by taking control of your destiny. You know, I've said that before. You are in charge of your destiny. Don't let anyone take charge of that. It's yours. I help people live the life they want to live, not the life they think they have to live. My passion is all about coaching, developing people to achieve their goals so they find their passion as well. I believe that generosity is about truly helping others and not expecting anything in return. So when I wrote my very first book, Living With No Balance and Loving It, I shared how professionals and working parents can live full lives while giving their children the gift of travel to expand their horizons by experiencing different cultures around the world. And I did this, by the way, in the face of a lot of adversity, people telling me, you can't pull your daughter out of school. That's not going to be good. And yet I did, one week a month. And just so you know, it actually worked out okay. And during all of that, I built a successful company from scratch, starting with only business cards and a phone, and I never had the benefit of the angel investor to build my company. I did it the old-fashioned way, with hard work and grit. I'm a global citizen, traveling 50 weeks a year, never settling down for more than a few days. Of course, let's be clear, with the exception of last year, it really put a damper on that schedule. My passport has never been so sad. But we are back at it, and I'm going to share with you, in the middle of all of this, how I kept my stories alive, how I stayed in touch. I punched this pandemic right back where it needed to go, and I kept going forward. You know, I was born on a nuclear army base in the state of Washington, and to this day, everyone says I glow with an unbelievable energy that they wish that they could really bottle up and take home. I'm not kidding. I'm not just making this up. People say this all the time to me. Well, I want to give you some of that energy. I want to give it to you. So you're invited to join me on my weekly social media, watch my YouTube videos, follow along with my real life travel and adventure, and join me, subscribe to this podcast twice a month. I think you'll have fun, actually. And by the way, I'm going to be interviewing some incredible people. I decided to do the first podcast just kind of introducing myself to you because not everybody knows me and this way it gives you a little bit of insight to who I am. This is the life that I chose and helping you become the best you is what I offer. If you're ready for a radical transformation, then you've actually come to the right place. 
You know, during the period of COVID lockdowns, I continued to travel, inspire people around the globe, both in hospitality, travel, and with our corporate clients. I have focused on keeping my restaurant open, helping our teams keep working, pushing through this chaos to become better tomorrow than we were today. So I'm often asked, where did the, the you know, kind of term radical mentor come from? And I will let you know that I'm asked this all the time and I actually have people say, radical, mm, I don't know if that's really a good term to use in today's world. Well, it was given to me a long time ago and I'm just not going to get rid of it now. So over the years, I was never one to take the easy route. Playing politics was never my game and I learned that on life and in business, the only way for me ever to grow and succeed was to take charge of my destiny. Yes, I said it again. I said it earlier. You are the only one that can take charge of your destiny. Not your family, not your friends, not the people closest to you, even my husband. You know, I often say to people, it is really about me taking charge and then together we can both grow. He does him and I do me and together we make it work. So because of this, I was known as the person who would give you the honest feedback, challenge myself and others, and challenge even senior leadership when I knew they were full of bullshit. Let's be honest. There were so many times I would sit in meetings and look across the table at somebody who was talking out of both sides of their mouth and think, really? Really? Is that, is that actually what you're going to do? Because you haven't followed through on anything yet. You know, anybody that has worked for me over the years would say, let Cindy make the tough call. Let Cindy tell him what we think. And more importantly, let Cindy help figure this out. And that's no kidding. That's why there's a poster in my office that simply says, let Cindy do it. So after leaving the corporate world and going out on my own to help organizations improve their sales, strategies, leadership, development, client service fundamentals, I would have no problem sharing with senior executives that, by the way, are now clients, not a boss, the hard, cold truth about what was going on in their organization, whether they wanted to hear it or not. That was when the term radical mentor was coined by one of my first big financial clients. I was sitting in a boardroom with the C-level team, watching everybody skate around the elephant in the room. And I finally said, is anyone going to talk about the real deal? With that, most of the VPs tried to shut me up, and the CEO simply said, let her keep talking. At the end of that meeting, we walked out of the room. He looked at me and said, you really do a great job, and you've done well for us, because if you don't want the truth, don't ask Cindy. You are my radical mentor. That is why I've been branded the radical mentor by thousands of executives around the world. Straightforward, no-nonsense approach to communication. So the radical mentor lives on. Now others have asked, what made you start your company? How have you kept it so relevant all these years? So to be clear, you know, I was a successful director of sales and marketing. I'd worked for Disney. I'd worked for Weston. I worked for private key clubs, dining clubs. I worked for a resort, a big successful resort in Texas. And I got to a point that I knew that I had to start something that would make a difference in people's lives. So I started MCA, Master Connection Associates, many years ago for one reason. I knew there was not 
relevant and engaging opportunities for salespeople in the hospitality industry to really learn anything new. It was the same old, same old. Let me teach you how to sell a widget. Well, we don't sell widgets in the hospitality industry. We sell experiences. We sell stories. And nobody really got that. So after working with major global brands, attending several sales and leadership workshops myself, I sat down with my dad who basically said, hey, listen to me. I know you think all these classes suck, but if you think you're going to go out and do it on your own and just tell stories, I've got news for you. It's never going to work. You see, at that time, my dad was the head of learning and development with Shell Oil Company. He made it very clear to me that if I was going to be successful, I had to change people's behavior. I had to make sure that they were better off when they left my workshops than when they came in. He highly suggested I stick to my job as a director of sales and marketing, keep my nose to the grindstone, and do what I was hired to do, fill the bloody hotel. Me being me did not like that answer and convinced him to help me design a new and transformational solution. I kept saying, Dad, all you have to do is work with me. Help me on this. He helped me, and he helped me become better than I ever thought I could be. So I went to my current vice president of sales, pitched an idea to let me travel the globe, and begin training our sales teams all over the world for Weston. At first, they looked at me like I had five heads and said, why would we ever take a results-producing director of sales and marketing out of the field and put him in HR? I uh, simply looked at them and said, well, if you don't, I'm going to leave anyway. It wasn't a threat. It was just like, I kind of want to do this. So work with me. And they did. So I worked for my current company at that time, learning the ropes of training, taking classes on adult education and public speaking. And after two years of that, I launched the business. I convinced my good friend, Pam Jordan, who will definitely be on this podcast uh, later, later in our, our series, who was the director of HR at the time to join me on my quest. You know, a little like Jerry Maguire, I was leaving and I was only taking the fish with me. She made the bold move to jump ship and come, and together we set out to conquer the world. Our first big client was a large commercial real estate company, and their VP of asset management was an ex-general manager of a hotel where I'd made my first sales call, and I made that first sales call to him. We closed that deal and I went on to start prospecting for business in Southern California. And instead of starting with the A's, as we do, and start working toward the Z's, I went backwards and started working on the Z's. My second biggest deal was Yale Electronics. Remember, I started the Z, so of course Yale would come up first. And I got that because it was a female-owned business in Hollywood. And I closed my second deal because I was that female-owned business. Now, my next big deal was The Shining Star. And that was when I made my trip to Ritz-Carlton to make the presentation of my life to, to earn all of their sales training globally. Not only did I close the deal, but over the 15 years I worked with them, they won two Malcolm Baldrige Awards. And for 13 years, I successfully ran the Ritz-Carlton Learning Institute as their partner. I will never take that for granted. It was my ability to learn from Horschelzi, the master, who I'm still friends with today. In fact, just, just had a great conversation with him just a few days ago. And to apply the Baldrige criteria to our clients and help put all these new clients on the map. I also believe there are no coincidences. I made sure I put myself in the right place at the right time to make things happen. And that is the truth behind my next book, My Secret to Stamina. I never give up.
So how do I connect? Especially when you think about all these virtual sessions I've been doing, when you think about the fact that you have to connect with people that sometimes you can't even see. I'm always asked, how do you stay so relevant? How do you have so much energy? And I'm not faking this energy, just so you know. And by the way, although I do try to take a walk every few days, I'm not that workout fanatic. You know, people always say, you know, when you work out, you get that buzz and you get that energy. Well, I get energy from work. I get energy from really connecting with people. I'm sometimes up, and I'm not kidding, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning doing a webinar for someone in the Middle East or someone in Europe and staying up until 9 and 10 at night doing a webinar for people in Asia. And I've got the same energy at 10 p.m. Now, I think sleep's important and I believe, believe in getting good sleep. But I connect with my audience because I'm real. There are a few things that come into play about how I stay relevant. First, I am a ferocious reader and learner. I mean, in fact, I chuckle that if I would have loved studying way back when I was in school, probably would have ended up a heart surgeon. Wasn't actually that excited about studying when I was in school. My energy, my passion, my drive has always captivated each person that I'm talking with and speaking in front of. I know this because the feedback I get, whether I'm walking off stage or the end of a three-day training session... One of my past attendees sent me a note not too long ago that gave me actually goosebumps. She said, I want to thank you again for the role you played in my career. The lessons, the experiences I've learned from you, I will never forget. You taught me to look at situations creatively. You made me realize there's always an alternative solution to any any problem. I appreciate you and I've become very successful and I seriously thank you for that. So if you want to know how I know that I connect with my audience... All you have to do is reach out and ask them. Now, with that said, I don't want you to think, wow, you think you're so cool for school? No, not at all. Prior to every speech, every session, I sit back, I reflect, I remind myself that whatever I did yesterday does not count for this group today. I bring it and I bring it all. You see, in my industry, in public speaking and learning and development, there's a lot of competitors in this space. And few of the things that set us apart from so many is that my message is always targeted. It's always customized. It truly is fun. Like I actually am a riot, okay, just so you know. And it's always insightful. Therefore, I'm really proud to tell you that some of the same clients that I've had for over 25 years are still our clients today. Now, you and I both know that if I was doing the same old stuff, repeating the same old message, I'd never be able to remain relevant and sustainable, and I am. I challenge myself and my team every day with coming up with new cutting-edge ideas, challenging the status quo, and they challenge me every day, and I mean to the point that sometimes I just say, whoa, can we stop? No, we can't. So I wrote my first book, and what motivated me to write my first book is all about that living with no balance. You know, many of you and some of you that have listened have maybe read my Living With No Balance and Loving It book, which I wrote while my daughter was still in school. So she was in high school and transitioning to go to university. You see, from the time my daughter was born, I mentioned earlier that I took her on the road with me one week a month and she traveled all over the world. Now, this was easy until she hit kindergarten when I had to get permission to pull her out of school for a week. And really, I never wanted to do homeschooling. 
I was able to work with the school district to get her an independent teacher agreement that will allow her to be out of school one week per month, but do her assigned work while she was on the road with me. I'm telling you, this was the best of both worlds. We would board a flight, work on her schoolwork, and by the time we arrived at our destination, we began to have a week of fun in between a week of work. I mean, even when she would be on some of the tough math problems on the plane, I would be, and we got upgraded, we'd be in business class, and I would see some bored businessman on our flight to Singapore looking at me, and he'd say, so are you trying to do math? And I'd say, oh yeah, we're just, we're, I'm doing my daughter at seventh grade, you know, we're not really that great. He'd say, oh, I'd be glad to help her, and I'd be glad to say, please, let's share the project. And by the time we landed, she'd had the help from a head engineer with a huge oil company. I mean, what other kids get to do that? So statements like, this isn't healthy for your child, be pulled out of school once a month. What is her attendance record going to look like? How will she have a stable childhood if she's globetrotting all over the world with you? Was the answer to my quest. I was going to live with my rules with no balance and we were going to love it. And that is how I wrote the book. I simply said, I don't care. This is my balance. This is my life. And that became how I documented my stories. On the road with my daughter, writing, living with no balance and loving it. I gave my daughter a lifetime of experiences, from seeing the pyramids in Cairo to visiting the Tower of London, practicing her French in cafes all over Paris. And when she graduated from high school and wrote her paper to get into university, she included her paper in my book called My Ticket to the World. I will always cherish the time we spent together traveling, the experiences we had, the incredible cultural knowledge she received that so many kids will never receive their entire life. So now my new book is in its final stages and it's how I possibly can maintain this energy. How do I do this day in and day out and never slow down? My secrets to stamina will be coming out toward the end of the year. It'll be full of my tips, my tricks, my secrets that allow me to get up every day, face all the adversity, deal with the change, adapt, pivot, pivot some more, and keep a smile on my face. Now, don't get me wrong. There are days that I have full meltdowns, but I don't let those meltdowns ever define who I am. So my podcast and why should you tune in? it's going to be important that you subscribe to this because everybody that subscribes is going to be able to be connected to me personally. And I put myself out there and I'll take questions. You can send them to us and I will talk about what you want to hear. I am only doing this first one about myself right now simply because I want you to know who I am. From this point forward, I'll be interviewing people and I want you to send us in questions. So first, why wouldn't you follow me on this podcast? I mean, really? You follow a lot of other crazy people. I mean, you follow a lot of billionaires and millionaires that already made their money. I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to show you how to live it. I wanted to put a podcast out there that allowed people to see the real me, to interview people from all backgrounds and businesses and sports and show you how it's possible to do it all and make it happen while juggling your personal and professional life. Just so you know, it's not all an easy walk in the park for me. I'm here to tell you from my personal and my professional viewpoint of life. 
This podcast isn't just for people in the world of hospitality or events or training or travel. It's for anyone, whether you're single, in a relationship, kids, no kids, pets, no pets, plants, no plants. This is for each of you. So all you have to do is look in the mirror, decide what do you need to change to live a broader and more energetic life? I mean, let's be honest. Some people are dead men walking and you're like, wow, you're only 30. Can you wake up? I mean, you've got a life ahead of you and you're already in a bad mood. So you want to be prepared to live and be excited. You're going to hear my wild stories. I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to help you change to live a broader and more energetic life. You're even going to maybe have a tear. You're going to even sometimes go, wow, that's unbelievable. Because just as I said, this hasn't all been a bed of roses, my friends. And it's going to make a lasting impression on you on each and every episode. If you don't walk away thinking, hmm, I'm going to have to change just that one thing. Well, you're going to have to talk to me offline because I'm going to have to spend some really significant time with you. And now a final story. At a very early age in my career, I learned some valuable lessons from incredible leaders, as well as from leaders that demonstrated very, very bad behavior. I will tell you that working for someone that gives you confidence, boosts your morale, and doesn't take credit for your work is the leader that I always wanted to become. But over the years, I sometimes had to learn the lessons the hard way. I trusted the wrong people. Sometimes I invested way too much time and energy in the wrong talent and occasionally had a lack of diplomacy when dealing with tough situations. But a pinnacle point in my career is when I had my own secretary sit down with me, look me straight in the face, and give me straight talk feedback, and share something I've carried with me forever. She told me that I had the ability to change people's lives, that there was something special in me, and that to create some of the talented individuals in our industry, but I had to put my ego aside. That is the day I became the vice president of nothing. So subscribe, join me for my next episode. Next time, I'm going to be sitting down with my husband. Many of you know him as Lefty. He is the president of MCA. He is going to share the real deal and the real secrets that keep us going. Because working together, living together, and being married all these years and being happy is truly a secret to Stamina.